We're joined by Springfield Park Board member Chris Tylen. Chris, good morning to you. And uh, first of all, wow, uh, all these properties, a thousand of them annexed. Tell us a little about that. Well, basically what we're looking at is something that started before I even joined the park board. Um, They started looking into annexing properties probably a year and a half, two years ago. And these are properties that are contiguous to the existing park district boundaries or a few houses that are completely surrounded by park districts. And most of these properties... Um, doing the analysis are people who are already using the parks, that are already using facilities. And uh, it's a way for the park district. Um, we are we have rising expenses, but we're not wanting to increase the tax rate on uh, the park district. So we don't really have a whole lot of options for increasing revenues other than expanding our revenues. So this is ultimately going to mean that uh, these properties that don't have the park district's property tax uh, part added to their property tax overall with the county and uh, with whatever uh, jurisdiction they may have, uh, library district and so on, this would add that line to their property taxes. Do we know how much that would add uh, to an increase of their property taxes for those annexed properties? What we've been told by our finance director is that if someone had a $100,000 house, they'd be looking at $127 a year. And wow. then how much overall would these 1,000-plus properties bring in for uh, extra revenue for the park district? What we've been told is that it's a expected average of about two hundred and forty dollars to $250,000 a year. So a quarter of a million dollars there uh, a year. Wow. Uh, what's the budget right now of the park district? Just to kind of put it into context of uh, how, how much this is overall for, for the park district. Well, to be honest with you, we haven't had our budget. Um, thanks to COVID, our budget discussions have been uh, delayed. We're actually going to be picking those back up in the month of July. I believe that we're looking at, uh, it's not a substantial increase. But it would be enough, it would be something where it would allow us to start doing a little bit more with uh, some of the like we're adding the dog park in Centennial Park and we're adding some extra amenities to some other areas where we're working on getting the electric and the sewer and the water out of Centennial. Um, we've got the Barker Park uh, addition on the south that we're trying to get. Uh, so it would allow us to continue moving forward and providing things to the uh, to the community. Park Board member Chris Tylen is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Chris, have you gotten any pushback from those owners about the tax increase? Not yet. I think this is the beginning where a lot of them are just really finding out about it. Um, from what I understand, uh, there's been several calls out to the Park District headquarters. Uh, people have been calling and speaking with Director Derek Harms. And uh, he said one particular lady um, said that she's right up against the park district property. Um, matter of fact, one of the trails are out there. She says they use the trails every day, <laughs> and they're they're happy to you know pay their part, and they they're happy with the amount of maintenance that the park district keeps on the on the trail, and uh, they think that this could be a good thing. 
All right, well, let's talk a little bit about phase four here as we move into that with the, with the uh, uh, situation with the state, you know, moving into phase four on Friday. Now, I understand some pools are opening, some are not, some parks are part of, part of it. What can you give us as a general overview of what uh, people can expect in phase four? Well, I believe right now that we are looking at, um, I think Eisenhower is on the slated to get uh, opened. But at the moment, we're not. I don't think that the staff has completely uh, evaluated whether or not Nelson Nelson Center will be able to be open this year um, because of the lost revenue and the amount of time that uh, we've lost due to COVID. It may not be feasible to uh, completely prep and staff and open Nelson Center um, for, for this year. Um, that's something that we're hoping to get get some uh, feedback from staff at the next July meeting. The golf courses are going to see increased activity and increased party size, um, at least we hope, provided that we do open on, on Friday. Um, playgrounds are another one that I'm still I'm still unsure about whether or not the playgrounds are going to be opened in the. Uh, Public bathrooms. We have several of them that the park just the park board uh, directed the uh, park district to open. I believe four uh, of the park bathrooms are in the more in the busier parks. We're having to uh, under phase three. We're having to go in almost hourly to clean those bathrooms to maintain uh, what the governor's directions are. And I think in phase four, we may be able to start opening some of those and cleaning them on a less rigorous schedule. We uh, um, have had uh, recent news stories uh, this past week and not as severe, but um, several weekends before that of large gatherings in the overnight hours in some of these parks and uh, you know questions raised about uh, Springfield Park District Police, their capacity to be able to handle this, and uh, of course they've, uh, uh, as they do, uh, all police agencies in the area do. They work together with uh, other police agencies. Um, but uh, there's been, I mean, years of, of questions about the uh, sustainability of the Springfield Parks Police. Uh, where's that conversation at? Uh, are we looking at uh, increasing the number of officers or increasing the number of uh, people that are uh, out patrolling, especially during some of these warmer months where we may see uh, increased um, activity that may not be prohibited in the parks? I think with with what's happened with COVID, we're, we are looking at a $300,000 to $500,000 loss on our projected budget. Um due to loss of fees and camps and other things that we do that um, actually provide revenue to the park district. The police staff were trying to maintain their budget without making any changes to them, but we're going to have to call and, and ask for help from, as you said, the other police departments is increasing any budget. Uh, for the park district this year is probably off the table. We just don't have the money, and we'd have to cut from somewhere else in order to make a change of that that magnitude. More than likely, what we may end up discussing is uh, changing around the fifth schedules, trying to put officers on times that may be uh, having more issues. We've already made some flex, flex scheduling and some, some adjustments, and it has uh, resulted in uh, 
some decrease in, in some of the activity. But as you know, Greg, you've been covering the municipal uh, scene for a while. You can't predict what criminal behavior is going to be and, or in pop-up parties. We can't even predict which park they're going to pop up at. Yeah. There's one park in particular that seems to be targeted, but that's not the only one. Yeah, and uh, as the police chief, uh, Springfield police chief, has noted, uh, sometimes when they go to shut one down, uh, they're quickly using social media to announce where the next one is, and then they move off to that one. So uh, it definitely uh, becomes a little uh, labor right. intensive. And I, I, and I think a part of this is people are frustrated with the the, the isolation and the, the quarantine and the, you know, the stores and the, the things that they want to be able to do. And, you know, I... I'm just like the rest of you guys. I've been sat down since, you know, middle of March, and I, I've because of the pulmonary embolisms that I had in, in 2016, I'm just at high risk because of my lungs. So because of the fact that I'm going to high risk and because of the fact that my children... Hey, Chris, 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 Chris. Real quick, yeah. Uh, your phone's real kind of muddled from time to time. Just make yeah. sure you speak clearly into the mic there. Yeah, there you go. Sorry about that. Yeah, because we're <laughs> trying to. Yeah, trying to. What I was saying is, is that because I'm considered high risk, and because um, one of my children was born with asthma, they're considered high risk. We try to take extra precautions. You know, better safe than sorry. I I, I don't know any more about what this disease is going to do than, than the next next person because I'm not a scientist. Hell, half the time I think the scientists don't know. And, you know, these people who are having the, the pop-up parties and everything else, they're taking a risk. And you know, I hope for their sakes that this all is just one big hoax and is on its way out the door. But we don't know. And I urge everybody to take the precautions they need to just to keep their family safe. We just don't know what everything is yet. I mean, there's just no way to know. I'd rather take an extra three or four weeks of waiting than rushing out there and having somebody get sick. All right, Alder. Oh, yeah, I said Alderman right I now. I said it too a couple right, times. Couple yeah, exactly. All right, a park board member. What do, I, do, do we do? Yeah. Uh, do we just say uh, park board member? Yeah. Like you know, uh, actually, what they call us at the media is tr- meeting is trustee. Okay, trustee. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so trustee yeah. Tylen. That yeah, works. Trustee Tylen. But you know, I had twelve years on the city council, and I still have people calling me every day. Yeah. yeah, they to complain about stuff in Ward Eight. So, 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 so when you, when your term limit is done at two years, you going back on the council? You going over for Ward Eight? I don't know. Um, right now, I'm enjoying the drop in frequency of. I used to get anywhere from eighty five to a hundred phone calls and emails a week as alderman. Wow. I'm getting about three a week now. Wow. <laughs> That's quite a refreshing quite a change, yeah. yeah okay. I would say. And hey, real quick, just on the uh playgrounds aspect here, uh just looking at some of the detailed guidelines, amusement parks, trampoline parks, and indoor playgrounds should remain closed. I don't see where it says um I believe that we're gonna have to have to find a cleaning schedule and yeah. it is what we've been wondering whether or not we're gonna have to do. There's a lot packed into that phase four. Yeah. But but it, trust me, we know people want to be able to use the parks, and whatever we're allowed to do, 
we're going to do it. If we can get the zoo open, we'll, we'll do it. But we're going to make sure that we're going through that phase four with a fine-toothed comb, and we're going to do what's what's best for the public. And uh, trust me, we want to get everything back open just as much as, as the public does. All right. Terrific. Uh, uh, Trustee Tylen, thank you so much. We appreciate the time. Good talking with you. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.